0: Our show with the great Hanford
1: Dixon, the top dog, woof, 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 woof. big dog, big dog, big dog. I had to get that bark in. I hope you guys don't mind, but it's just a habit. I just can't help myself.
0: Fired up that the preseason training camp is behind us, regular season games about to get started, and fired up that we're going to be doing this show every week here, giving you the best Browns information, past, present, and future. Looking forward to also bringing you up to speed on what we've been doing health-wise on and off the field and get us into that next century,
1: young man. BK, I, I can't believe it. I, I cannot believe that it's here already. I mean, can you guys believe that the uh, the season is started only a few days away? I mean, I just can't believe it, but you're right. I am ready to go, and I know you are, my friend. Absolutely. My brother, my top dog, Baker's back and healthy. <laughs>
0: And we're ready for our opener to break that streak and get a victory for the first time, I think, in 18 years since... Butch Davis and Jeff Garcia were leading this team. Wait a minute, wait <laughs> Bakes on the wrong other team this year.
1: Well, you know it, it, it's funny because you guys better get used to the, get uh, get used to this laugh of mine because you're going to hear it often. But I couldn't help but bring it out when you start talking about Baker Mayfield. I, I mean, well, you
0: know the you know the the uh, bond that he had with him and Rashad Higgins on the field, <laughs> so we should be able to capitalize on that this week. Well,
1: I tell you what, he can keep that bond with Rashad Higgins. I mean because. because. Because one thing about it, you can say what you want to say, but we don't have to worry about Baker Mayfield. He's not on our team. We don't have to worry about the interceptions or anything like that. So just stay where you are, Baker. We're against you, and we're going to show you come Sunday.
0: I love your optimism. (laughs) Uh, We'll get to that through the course (laughs) of the year. I do love us Browns fans, and I do love how we've booked this. Since the schedule makers came out, We've had this W put in the Browns' uh, win column um, since May when the season came out. Careful, it's e- it's tough in the NFL to be booking wins like this. As we get closer, the football gods are 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 putting a little humility, I think, into us right now.
1: Well, can you believe this though? And 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 you just hit on it. I mean, for us, uh, obviously, for Baker Mayfield, who was with this football team last year. And obviously, I was starting quarterback, a guy we just took uh, the num- with the number one pick, and uh, for whatever reasons, I think we all know it just didn't work out. And for him to go to Carolina, and we open the season right now with against Baker Mayfield and Carolina in Carolina, you think that's going to be boy, that's going to be hot. And yeah. I know uh, you could uh, obviously it's not going to be in our stadium, but. Uh, In many households, a lot of the bars, everybody's going to be watching this game. And I'm telling you, BK. Baker better not play well. Well, He better not play well because we're going to have a problem. He better – don't you say it. Don't you say it. I can look on your face and tell well, what you're getting ready to say, but don't
0: say it. Well, as, as us Browns fans, as we do our show this year, we'll obviously be talking about the game that happened and the game that's coming up each week. More to come on our Baker and our Carolina – Uh, information this week because that is that is the point that is the sense of stuff that everybody wants to talk about as we start the season and our fans and our fans have been so um, patient and loyal to us I mean I said it as a joke but this is the um, 17 straight years of losing the opener there's kids this will be the 18th year there'll be a senior in high school this year that have not seen us win yet, so well, those are the type things through the course of the year present Browns of course, past for what we've done I don't I know we're a little biased. I don't believe anybody really knows about football and Browns football in particular than you and me, Hanford. yeah, I think I have the offense decently yeah. covered love n- not only love you on the field, I love you off the field. you respect for the defensive side we got the awesome Gabriella Cruz keeping us on task here, producing and getting this with uh, the big play. Dave McAllister, can't thank you guys enough for all the help you're putting together. But these are the type of things from a show perspective that we like to bring, of course, what's happening um, with our team and with the game. But also what's happened, what's happened in the past. We hope to see in the future and then some of the things that all of us i think people um, in society and as ex-players are working on from a health wellness societal standpoint as we're in the late third quarter early fourth quarter of our lives really blessed us to what we've done what we've accomplished and all the blessings i think that nfl football has brought to us but also some of the things, maybe from a, a health and wellness perspective, we're able to give back to people, especially some of the younger younger kids out there that um, could maybe learn from some of the things that we've gone through.
1: Well, you know what? I'm sitting here and I got this little grin on my face and I'm laughing because. Uh, uh, you said the late third quarter and uh, early fourth quarter, but I'm not going anywhere. So I'm in the beginning, so I'm not going anywhere. But, you, but you're, you're exactly right. That's one of the reasons why we're doing this show because uh, you're going to find uh, content and information uh, here about the Cleveland Browns that you're not going to be able to find anywhere else. I mean, obviously, uh, you hit it right on the head. We know this football team. Uh, you know the offense. Uh, I know the defense. That's my uh, specialty, and uh, we're gonna give it to you each and every week. We're gonna give you comments about the game, where we think the game is gonna hit it the following week, who we're playing, uh, the matchups. Uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna get into it, and you're gonna hit on your favorite favorite subject, and that's that you matter. You matter. <laughs> <laughs> Who's special to us? In- All
2: right. Bernie and Hanford, your producer coming at you. We laid out the objectives of the show and why you guys are doing this. A big part of the show is going to be you two going back in time telling us those cool stories that nobody has heard about. So, we are going to start our segment The Good Old Days of Browns Football. <laughs> Okay, the first thing that Twitter wants to know about is that supplemental draft, Bernie. Tell us about it and how you got to Cleveland.
0: The supplemental draft uh, brings back quite a few awesome memories for me. Um, I was a sophomore in college um, at the University of Miami. I do the you matter from the University of Miami, but it really is something that's carried with me now in terms of being special and telling everybody that they matter, that you matter. But back at the University of Miami, I'm so proud that it's a top 50 academic institution in our great country right now. But back in the early 80s, college football and the University of Miami's academically was a little bit different than it was today. And you needed to graduate college back in the 80s, 70s and 80s to leave early to go to the draft and stuff. So I still had two years left my junior and senior year. But I was about to graduate in, in finance uh, from the business school at UM, and if you remember back to um, uh, the universe, uh, to northeastern Ohio and the late '70s. In the 50s and 60s, it was a manufacturing um, awesomeness of the steel mills and manufacturing in Northeast Ohio. In the 70s, almost like today, the manufacturing within our country was really dissipating. The jobs, they, they weren't there. So unfortunately, um, the Kosar family, I'd like to tell you, we're, we're an illustrious elite um, people. that have. But really, we've been laborers within the steel mills through the majority of, of the generations since my grandfather's came over from Eastern Europe, um, back a couple century, uh, last century. And not having jobs, and then being able, I didn't even think I was gonna be able to go to college. So to go to college on an academic uh, uh, football scholarship and get the degree, and then my father had uh, pointed out to me that I had the opportunity to graduate. You had to graduate then to come back. But I was only 21 years old, so, that really that can i like to tell you i was an adult I like to tell you i was able to take care of myself i really wasn't so always being a browns fan really being a mommy's boy wanting to come home to mom knowing that she would be around be able to take care care of us, be able to help my family out being able to play for my boyhood team my dad had figured out a way for me to graduate and then um end up really where i wanted to go because the supplemental drafts the rules have changed since then but back then you could trade picks and and trade the picks so buffalo had the first pick of the supplemental draft they also had the first pick of the regular draft back then teams signed the first player sometimes so bruce smith the great defensive end.
1: Big Sexy. Yeah,
0: Big Sexy, who's tattooed multiple broken bones all over my body. But And,
1: and by the way, we're going to have him on the show at some point, Oh, we'll
0: absolutely have him on the show because he crushed and sacked me so many times. <laughs> and my mentor, Jim Kelly, one of the toughest dudes at the U. Who was one of the guys who taught me not to wear a mouthpiece why I don't have <laughs> back teeth and stuff? And it went amazing, has he got the Super Bowl ring from Dallas playing against those guys? You would rub in that ring. Oh, they were those are amazing football players. They to go to four Super Bowls like that to play like they did. They're and we competed. We didn't tell them this when we played against them, but they were amazing. Man, we're going to have him on the show because we never lost to him <laughs> when we started. Right. So we were 6-0 against some top dogs. That's, right. That's So we're absolutely... <laughs> we, I won't be articulating that message when I invite him to come on the show. I'll be playing a lamb chop for that. But being able and wanting to play in Cleveland and then really knowing the University of Miami was loaded and we were going to be a national championship team or I could have won the Heisman. But the reality of of... Being able to play here, but then the family, um, being able to help out my family and really make a difference in their life. This is professional football. I know college now with the NILs, there's real compensation, real legal compensation that's, uh, that's involved now. That really wasn't the case back then, no matter how many jokes people said about under, under the table payments by alumni and stuff. Uh, that wasn't happening with me, so my family was in a tough spot, so to be able to to get into the supplemental draft, um, late. Cause if you go, I ended up signing up for it late. It didn't allow teams to really understand what I was going to do. So Ernie, Acorsi, um, the, one of the great general managers in our league, um, made that trade with Buffalo and ended up the uh, Houston and ironic that Houston comes up again, Houston <laughs> and Minnesota ended up having to sue the league, trying to get me to go to, uh, Uh, the regular draft, and I stood firm, but my love for Cleveland of wanting to be here.
1: Man, I I have to tell you, you talking about uh, was excited. I mean, as a player, I mean, we were just really, really uh, excited because, again, we had quarterbacks, uh, but we just didn't have a Bernie Kosar, and I'm not just uh, – you know, just praising you, uh, you know, because your head's big enough already. I got, it got that big old cranny. Keep, keep going. The got, mic is yours. You got that. You got that. You, you got that big old cranny. But uh, <laughs> me personally, I didn't. Uh, BK, I didn't understand uh, uh, the draft, and we were all a lot of us. We were trying to figure it out. You know. Damn, when we heard that you pull, you know, we pulled this thing off, and you were coming to Cleveland, I mean, I, I just can't tell you. The guys were just ecstatic. Everybody was just so happy, and I, we so. But we didn't care how it happened. We were just glad it happened. And uh, for you to be a member of the Cleveland Browns, and 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 everything else is history because you know how this thing took off, and and obviously because. Every single year, I mean, with you at the helm, mm-hmm. we were uh, pretty much in the playoffs and right there winning football games, and that just wasn't happening. Uh, well, uh,
0: we, said, we said the joke, thank you, last yeah, week.
1: We don't, the Bing Crosby. We yeah, don't want to yeah, be home yeah, yeah. for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> and then we talked about it last week, too. That, that era of Lakeland Community College and training camp. Where you started, you and Minnie came up with the, the barking and the and the top dog and the the noise and the adrenaline and the excitement out at camp on a on a Tuesday afternoon, where everybody's you know eight ten thousand people are cheering. you on during inside drill or in pass protections or in one on ones. I mean that type of enthusiasm, that type of life that that resonated from from training camp really instilled, I think, within our core spirit. I mean, we felt like that was part of us when we were out there. And that that type of energy, that type of unity from for us as players, us as a locker room, with us with the fans was invaluable.
1: Well, let me tell you, I'm going to tell you a quick story. And before I, I'm going to get off the supplemental draft real quick, but I just, when you, when you mentioned Lakeland Community College, it's just a story that just came in my mind. I just have to tell real quick. And uh, it was back when uh, you talked about 2 days and 2 days were 2 days then. I mean, now you can't do anything to these guys. I mean, the collective bargain agreement won't let you practice, won't let you do anything. But where I was headed with this was, we had just finished 2 days and we were walking in and I'm dead tired and this was the second practice in the evening and, and as you mentioned, the fans are just so close to everybody. And so I was walking in and I remember going and sitting down uh at my locker this was before you got here and uh I, I would well i was at my locker and i felt something and everybody knows i'm afraid of snakes i mean i'm just afraid of snakes you want to get me you put a snake in front of me so i'm sitting in my locker. and i'm tired I, i'm not carrying one in my pocket <laughs> well, listen okay. well listen to me i'm tired i'm sitting and i, feel I don't something. have that many props bk i feel something <laughs> crawling on the back of my You know, I didn't know what it was. I just reached my hand back like this and pulled right here. And when I pulled right here, it was a snake in my hand staring me in the face. And I thought I was tired. I dropped that helmet. And you talking about just took off running, forgot all about it. And to this day, I guarantee you it was Doug Deacon. (laughs) <laughs> that uh, that pull that uh, pull that prank on me. But anyway, get back to the supplemental draft. I just had to. Oh, I, I, I just had to tell that story well, right there Deacon. about training camp. Yeah, we're well, gonna. It, it at, was Deacon. At, I know it.
0: Uh, I know it, Doug. It was you <laughs> at the intro to this show, and as we're going to what's happening, there'll be plenty of yeah. stories about things like that because. My mind and the CTE in my head had me digress as you were saying that to something you turned your head and Doug Deacon threw a snake on you. I'm not gonna say this for the first show because I don't want to get canceled, but I have a Charles Haley story yeah. from Dallas that'll get me massively censored right off the bat.
2: These are totally. These are all the stories we look forward to and we want to hear from you guys. There's gonna be more of that, but how about right now? Oh
0: God, there's gonna be more of those. So much more yeah, of it that's for sure.
2: Let's fast forward a little bit because we've got thank Brows, you so much week one. Let's do our Panthers preview panther preview after
0: that, it is absolutely beautiful to get into and there, there's i could go quite a few ways with this panther preview um but on a serious note for one of the things that um i want to get that there's a new rule on defensive holding this year and me and Hanford used to go back to 1985 at this Lakeland Community College in practice on the field. We would yell like, yeah. really like cats and yeah. dogs. I yeah. mean, we fought this. I mean, we're I love you, but we when we were on that in the rectangle, we competed hard. And the press coverage, he, him and me were the best at it. And when you could beat people in practice, okay, you know you could do it in a game. But I used to joke with them all the time, and to the referees, you're holding, you're holding, you're holding our guys. <laughs> This year, we said it before we started. The league wants the offense to score more points. The rules are set up for the offense way more so than when you were holding. Okay, against us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you they're gonna they're gonna call they're yeah. gonna call more holding penalties. They're gonna call more illegal contact, touch touch type fouls. That in that's gonna be a little bit of an issue with our press coverage and how well we do, how well we handle that this week. And I. Um, I really like, you know, we were talking about Carolina and kind of being under the radar. You know, they got guys like Brian Burns, nine and a half sacks. He's uh, had the most sacks of anybody um, in his draft class the last three years. You know, our line is the strength of our team. Um, Conklin coming back healthy. I know I'm assuming he's healthy in that. Uh, Jedrick Wills at left tackle. How we... uh, how we handle our line because that's the strength of our team with our running backs. And if that's able to get up into a lead, I really believe our team this year is really set up to, if we have the lead, I know this is a, kind of a no, a no shit statement. Okay. If you have the lead, okay, we're going to be able to run the ball. Um, do play action. Do the bootlegs. I, I do think we're going to struggle in a drop-back game and coming from behind. And when you have the lead, um, our defense is set up to rush the passer. I'm concerned about our running, our, our rush defense and stopping the run if, the, if Carolina has the lead. So how we stop the run and who has the lead I think is really indicative of how the game's going to be played.
1: Well, yeah, and, and you hit it right on the head because I've always said the game of football is uh, controlled on the offensive and defensive line of scrimmage. I think that's where it's really, really played. And obviously, uh, when you look at our offensive line, I mean, you guys, Joe Petonio, I mean, guys, Michael Dunn, who's going to have to come in, and obviously we lost our center. He's going to be a guy that's going to have to come in and uh, play that area, Chris Hubbard, uh, Wyatt Teller, guys like that on the offensive line. But then you hit on our running backs. I mean, let's face it. I mean, I can't believe you and I were joking. You and I were joking uh, a little bit. But, you know, we kept five running backs. I mean, we kept five. Running backs. And that should tell you something, BK, about that running back room. I mean, you're talking about strong. I mean, you got Chubb and and guys, a a kid named Ford uh, who came in and I thought had a tremendous fantastic fantastic camp who played extremely, extremely well. You got uh, Johnson, uh, just to name a few but that's that's where we're going to have to take some of this pressure off these quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Last year, you saw you saw us real heavy in the tight end uh, amount of tight ends on our personnel. only group. kept two.
1: Well, we do two, two the,
0: but, yeah. possibly three. We yeah. picked up another but yeah. right at the 53 man cut the initial ones last Tuesday around this time. We only had two active tight ends on it. Last year, I think we had four, possibly five, almost like the running back room. Absolutely. I see you're not keeping five running backs and you're only going to put one <laughs> on the field at a time. So absolutely, there's going to be some two-back formations, I believe, that um, we'll be seeing with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in, in the, uh, on the field, in the huddle at the same time. You kind of saw that a little bit through preseason. There's some cool little plays with, with uh, I was going to say Deshaun, but Jacoby in the, in, in the shotgun, two backs in the backfield. You're almost able to... You saw the Browns working on the belly play to Chris, uh, to Chubb as Kareem flares out and goes wide. I actually used to end up in those type formations with Kevin Mack and Ernest Minor. Both those guys are somewhat interchangeable. Ernest Minor was better in the passing game, split out, almost like Kareem Hunt is. And Kareem Hunt, because I think of some of our deficiency in weapons on the outside and i love that amari cooper in his regular season is coming back and his precision in the route running but other than running the ball into score inside the 5 10 yard line how are we going to score and those running backs slash i believe a cream hunt. Needs to be utilized creatively within within that because there are playmakers. Well, I was going
1: to ask you too. Uh, getting back to uh, when you look at our offense, our offense feature around the tight ends, and the, uh, obviously you talked about the two Njoku and uh, Harrison Bryant, the two guys that we have at right now at quarterback. I would think we almost have to add uh, someone else to that roster, especially on the. Uh, uh, as far as another tight end, because when you, a big part of our offense. Well, I was getting up and I was getting ready to try to run around or something. <laughs> but a big, you know, I'm slow so, enough hey, I hey, can hey, possibly I cover you. Sit down, <laughs> sit down. You know you can't run, but you still it, run better than me, yeah, top it, dog. It's almost <laughs> like we have to uh, uh, bring in someone or add someone or. or well, uh, you know, uh, we.
0: I, I concur, and and. and I see. You know, we signed Jesse James, yeah. uh, fourth round pick from the Steelers, multiple years ago. I think he was with Detroit the last couple years. He's kind of a tight end, and I don't mean this in a in in a negative nor positive way, but he's a tight end's uh, a little older version of I believe Harrison Bryant. Okay, you no, know, he's g- uh, good in a slot receiving, a po- receiving game, understanding probably his his roles, his assignments. Is he probably a dominant run blocker? No. And, and that, that type of, of run-type blocking isn't a, is a dying art in the NFL, so it's not like lots of teams don't have those type issues. But that was a strength of the Cleveland Browns last year. And I look for Chief uh, David Njoku, and it's not my, my Kane's bias towards that. Um, I love him as a tight end. I, I believe that, that him is a weapon – and him being able to um, g- want the ball and 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 be a focal point, especially within the in the red zone. Uh, we say the red zone. Coach Shula, God bless you, used to call it the green zone, the yeah. money zone. Yeah. And we need money players down there. David and Joe, You might want to tell them what the red zone is. The it, red zone. a lot of people don't. Uh, yeah. You know red, what to- <laughs> red zone. So uh, red zone alert. You're inside the twenty. You're inside the ten yard line. You have an opportunity to score. Everything's heightened. Offensive plays, offensive systems are condensed with the field being condensed down there. So the creativity of personnel groups, motions and shifts is imperative if you're void of some talent or you're deficient in playmakers. I'm not saying this to be a shot, but we have not shown in preseason or last year that we are have a, a plethora of <laughs> Of game-changing player game, uh, playmakers out there, so that way in the in the red zone, the scoring zone, we really have to be on our game about how we're scheming, how we're motioning, how we're shifting, what we're coming up with, what players we want to utilize. And Chief. The Kareem hunts in the passing game. Of course, we want, we'd love just to hand the ball to Nick Chubb and score. But they also know that too. So that that'll that'll be kind of the push pull, the chess match of of this game.
1: Yeah, what we're gonna have to do too, obviously, we're gonna have to get some uh, production out of that uh, wide receiver room because you hit it. Just uh, obviously, we got uh, Amari Cooper, uh, who is uh, who's the guy, and we got uh, DPJ. Dunnable Peoples-Jones uh, back there, and Anthony Schwartz. I mean, let's just face it. I mean, we just don't know what this guy is going to do. Obviously, he's a burner. He's very fast. He's a speed guy. I mean, we know what he's capable of doing, but he's got to really come through because we kept him on this football team. I I was shocked to see uh, – I think they're going to uh, – Stefanski's going to put a lot of – uh, emphasis on this kid, Michael Woods. Uh, here's a kid, that's, sixth round pick. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Uh, his hamstring. He hurt his hamstring. Uh, missed a big portion of uh, training camp. But I, uh, my understanding, he must have done a lot uh, to uh, show them that he could play and he should be on this roster. So he made the. Uh, uh 53 man roster. But you're right, with our quarterback not being in for eleven weeks, these guys are going to have to step up. And I mean step up big. And again, take some of the pressure because a lot of time we're not going to be able to run the football all the time. Because you you know as well as I do, teams are going to come up and they are going to uh stock, you know, they're going to come up and we're going to put everybody up front and Try to prevent you and make you throw the football. Dare you. Dare Dare you you to to throw it Dare is a better word. Dare you to throw the football. And when we do that, we have to be able to to throw the football. And if we're not, we're going to be looking at a lot of uh, three and outs and not converting on uh, third down.
0: Yeah, and it's imperative. With the issues of the drop-back game and going to have probably a tough time having high conversions on third and seven plus, third and long will be – be challenging that Marty Schottenheimer uh, Coach Shula the great Howard Schnellenberger, who taught me about how to manage games and people have been called quarterbacks game managers uh, as almost an insult I, I don't at all look at it as an insult it's tough to even be on the field and if you can manage a game absolutely get out there and be able to do that but our Browns team in the play calling, it's imperative that we really play complimentary football you know it t- if it, if we have a couple of three and outs okay that's okay because our special teams in defense and for sure our defense should be one of the ones that's able to stop and get hey. the ball back and and try not to over force things
1: BK, you know what uh, many and I would do if we were playing against the uh, Cleveland Browns and they didn't have a quarterback like you or Deshaun or or Dan Marino or somebody at the him, we would, uh, obviously, uh, when we got a chance, we would, if got to close to the quarterback, talking to him, we would whisper in his ear and say, hey, we're going to make your day tough. Those wide receivers, you think are wide receivers, we're going to show you they're not wide receivers. So yeah, you, I you, love you your so in, oh, You're no. in trouble. You're done nah. a little smack talking out on the field. So film, I got know?
0: used to talking <laughs> smack, and I'm going to show my age here, okay? But Top Dog and Mighty Mini, okay? We would go back and forth like that. So I would take my bravado out on Rod Woodson's, oh, okay? <laughs> Or Lester Hayes, yeah. <laughs> and Mike Haynes out and um, out with the Raiders at the time, and. I would love it how you would say you would go whisper up yeah. to the other quarterbacks yeah, yeah. because I would have loved to play played <laughs> against you because I was talking so much smack to those guys, they didn't have time to talk to me, okay? Because the nerve of UDVs thinking you could press coverage and I'm not going to throw it in that guy's pocket. That's <laughs> not happening, my brother. <laughs> That's not happening.
2: Bernie, what is your best piece of advice for Jacoby Brissett?
0: You know, my best piece of advice for Jacoby Brissett is, and for the fans out there too, this is not being a quarterback apologist. I'm not Jacoby's marketing agent. We're victims or beneficiaries of the guys around us. I'm not also trying to crush the playmakers on the team, but they have yet to show that they're definitive playmakers that could do that consistently. So Jacoby um, is probably like us quarterbacks. We get way too much credit when we win, too much blame when we lose. Um, after the preseason game, and it's just a preseason game. And the great Marty Schottenheimer used to say, "Nothing is more quickly forgotten than the last preseason game."
1: The so, gleam, man, the gleam—that's <laughs> Marty.
0: Because gleam. you want to get that yeah. gleam, <laughs> get gleam, that gleam of that gleam, Super Bowl to gleam. get that ring.
2: Speaking but, of the gleam, real quick, what's it like from a quarterback perspective going against an old coach? Because now we got Baker versus Stefanski, and that was you in '89 with Schottenheimer.
0: Yeah, when I did it, um, and I love, look at it, I love the drama that's going on this week. I loved watching uh, what Baker's doing, what, what Coach Stefanski, the the interest of the NFL, and all that. I And it's easier to do back in the 80s than it is to do in 2022 with social media, cell phones, internet, um, being able to have constant communication. But when I... I really do overly obsess too much on getting Ws uh, at the expense of just about anything around me. So even that week with Coach Marty and him coming back, um, I really was able to separate myself from the emotion of it. And then when you separate yourself, at least I did, I I dive right into what's your tendencies. I mean, I know Hanford's tendencies. When he does press coverage, he does it so much. He knows what I'm going to do with his press coverage. I I hung out with Marty, I loved him. I hung out, yeah, we argued on what what's right philosophically to do offensively, defensively, and play calling. So I massively will go into everything we said and did to each other. I wanna know everything he said, every little subtle, yeah. off the cuff thing, yeah. off the cuff thing, because we all say, well, he knows what he said too, and I know what he said, and we're, we're playing the chess match off of that. In life, especially like in the NFL, is, which is not a true representation of the stress of life, under the heat of fire, in the fourth quarter, you resort and revert to who you deeply are. So I was so ingrained into remembering some of the things that he did. So in that game in overtime, on third down, I kind of remembered what he was going to do around the 50-yard line. So I had a play ready for him. That uh, was able to take advantage of it, and,
1: and that's. And, and you. Unfortunately, my boy fumbled. Though. Well, yeah, 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 <laughs> not you. Yeah, I know no. That's some of the advice, though. I would, I would give to um, young players. I mean, uh, players, you can't, you can't play this, you can't do this on just talent alone. I mean, you, you, preparation is the key to really taking your uh, your game to the next level. Because uh, study. I mean, you just have to study your opponent. You have to know, as you mentioned, every single thing they're trying to do to you, when they're trying to do it, how they're trying to do it, and all. You learn how to do all this, and you learn when they're going to do this by your preparations, by your studying, by preparing uh, for a football game. So, y- young kids, don't just think you could just go out and just do it. You have to prepare because one, no one watched. Uh, more film than I did. No one watched more film than you did. No one watched more film than Minifield did because we wanted to know how you were trying to attack this. Right. Enjoy the process. And, and, right, right, the process. Right. Love the process of preparation and stuff. Right. Even to, like, hey, we are
0: just talking about talking smack. Yeah. Talking smack to each other, talking smack to guys on the field. And just for the younger kids out there or the younger coaches out there, this isn't talking smack just to be an annoying no. prick. Okay? No. There's a purpose for this. Like, I'm telling you, when I'm talking smack to Lester Hayes or to Rod Woodson, okay, bro. They're Hall of Famers, man. Yeah. I want. I'm not talking smack to just to be an idiot. You look in their eyes. It gives you the opportunity to look in their eyes to see: Are they afraid? Are Are they blowing you off? Do they look at you back like, "Hey, bro, I got you"? Or do they got a little defensiveness in their eyes? Are they swearing? Do they look uncertain? Do they look scared? Are they cramping up? I mean, there's all kinds of tells, almost like the poker table. I mean, there's tells on people. And when you go to talk a little smack, it actually isn't just to be, just to be on TV and be an idiot. There's a massive purpose behind that person. I'm playing seeds. I mean, I would tell defensive yeah, backs yeah, what the play is yeah, going to be. Yeah, they yeah, wouldn't believe me. Yeah. I'm throwing a bomb on you. You studied all week. You prepared tendencies all week. You read these books. You don't need them. I'm throwing a bomb on you, bro. Hey, okay. I, I have
1: to. Uh, I have to tell you. I have to tell you guys this and. Um, This was my rookie year coming in. We were playing. My first time I was playing against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, here I was, a little young kid. I'm going against uh, Lynn Swan and John Stallworth, you you know, Mm -hmm. two all-pro Hall of Fame uh, wide receivers. And uh, here I am, this little young kid, and I'm just talking smack. I mean, John Stallworth. I am talking smack, talking smack, talking smack. But you know what? He never said a word. He never said anything to me, responded to any of my smack. And later, uh, I caught him. uh, We were somewhere. I think we were at a golf tournament. We were playing golf. And I was sitting there joking with him. And I said, John, I said, "I, I have to tell you something. I said, it really bothered me. That you never, because I talked, you know, I talked about everybody. I mean, everybody, you know, him, you know, everybody. And he never said a word. He never said a word, never responded. He just went about his, his business. business. And I'm like, damn, that really got, it got to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like, but of course, that's my man. But uh, we're, we're good friends today. So that's, 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 that's a good thing. <laughs> we're talking all Hall of Famers. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Go okay. ahead, Gabby. Okay, the Browns, you guys—they haven't won a season opener since 2004. So, what is it that they're really going to need to do to win?
1: Oh boy, this is—that's a good one. That's going to be—I—I uh, I, I tell you what—they're going to have to do. Obviously, they're going to be playing in a tough environment. It's—it's it's never easy uh, on the road, but uh, that's going to be a tough environment in itself. But what's going to happen is we got to turn Baker into Baker. We have to turn Baker into Baker. What that means is those guys up front have to get after him. Talking about Clowney, uh, talking about Miles Garrett, guys like that, they have to get after him. And those linebackers, those quick linebackers that we have. Could you keep that thought? But to that getting after Mm -hmm. Baker Mm -hmm. point Mm -hmm. is because
0: it's it's a big, massive Mm -hmm. point for me, too. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. as you... uh, As we look at this game, um, macroly, there's a lot of things Mm -hmm. that we'd like to talk about with like Marty Schottenheimer and how Marty used to just just religiously tell (laughs) us that this is the uh, one game, it's one of 16 this year. This year will be one game, one of 17. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, The first game you want to win, but don't overly get uh, crushed if you don't because it's the marathon. Um, I so wholeheartedly believe in that. but this year, and I'm not saying this because it's a show or to be funny, but the the confidence, the belief, self-esteem, um, the drama—this hasn't been a normal off-season. This hasn't been a normal training camp. Um, the confidence of this team, I think, is really predicated on what happens on this game. And we've all off-season thought this was going to be a winning game, an easy game. Now it's looking like a game that I'm massively concerned about. And to the Baker, to the line getting with, with Clowney and Miles Garrett, absolutely collapsing in the pocket. But here's the thing on Baker that I know teams need to really pay attention to is we say keep him in the pocket. Don't let him get outside of the pocket. Um, when Baker Mayfield gets outside of the pocket with his spin moves, mm-hmm. especially to the right, His accuracy is amazing. He could throw amazing dimes with spin moves, especially going right. God is my witness if you want to win this game. Do not let him sprint out of that pocket. Do not have him on the run free creating. That's when he's at his best. Keeping him away from them spin moves. Keeping him stepping up in the pocket. Throwing versus coverage. Not making easy throws. Like, I used to talk about blitz, put everybody around the line of scrimmage, collapse and uh, confuse us young quarterbacks. Boy, there's nothing easier than a nice fade out there when you have confusion inside. So keeping him inside, don't let him spin out of the pocket.
1: Yeah, and I think our linebackers, too, are going to play a big part in this game, too. We got those uh, fast linebackers, uh, Walker Jr. We got Phillips, uh, those guys – Taki Taki, who he brings out sometimes in the coverage, I think those guys are going to play a, a very important part. In, wow, it's uh, like we showed yeah, up for production yeah, meetings yeah, and yeah, go yeah, over. Oh, so, yeah, true. Yeah, like yeah,
0: those guys yeah. and how they how they cover. Look, Christian McCafferty, unfortunately, yeah. is coming back for the Carolina Panthers. For the non-Browns fans, just about everybody uh, loves, knows him, uh, loves him. He's a dominant yeah. playmaker, a difference maker, a guy you got to shut down. Um, they were four and three with him last year. They were one and nine without him. Um, Jok is, uh, and I love uh, Jok as uh, a player, a person, on and off the field. His athleticism. Um, I think those two are going to be hopefully yeah. Siamese twins yeah. Yeah. during this. So um, our speed and yeah. athleticism at um, at linebacker is going to be helpful. Uh, Coach rules on the hot yeah. seat. Okay. <laughs> He's got also an offensive creativity to him. You know that they will be also motioning, shifting personnel groups to – try to throw off, get some confusion, get some matchups with Christian McCafferty and some of their bigger receivers to take advantage of, of um, some of their athleticism. So those are the things yeah. early to absolutely be cognizant.
1: And, and, and to finalize this on their offense, I mean, their wide uh, receivers, obviously, DJ Moore, uh, who's the guy that they're going to try. And Anderson, who we talked about, who's looking at pop star. You know, uh, oh, res- Rashard Higgins is yeah. playing a uh, uh, receiver for them. So you know, I said I, it in the in the
0: opening as a, as a joke <laughs> and stuff, but Baker Mayfield and Rashard Higgins have really chemistry. cool chemistry. 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 I mean, that yeah. that was the thing I took out of Back to Freddy yeah. Kitchens, okay, and how Bake and Rashad in that intermediate scene, in that 12 to 22-yard void chemistry. where the Browns have massively been deficient, Rashard Higgins and, and Baker had this synergy, had that chemistry. I absolutely hope that hasn't um, transferred over to Carolina, and I actually hope the, the Robbie Anderson not wanting Baker type of conversation is more uh, under-the-surface issues because – they have some depth at receiver. Bake has some chemistry with Rashad. They have some bigger, um, nicer receivers and Christian McCafferty. So that that type of thing for our defense, the strength of our team is our defense. We need them playing at that level, but that's – uh, that's that's going to be a test.
1: And even us talking about those wide receivers, I think our guys in the uh, defensive backfield should and will be able to handle those with Ward, uh, Newsom, who's playing extremely well. We got AJ Green. I think uh, we got Emerson, who uh, the kid we just drafted out of Mississippi mm-hmm. State. Uh, hey, t- talk to me. You got, you, you're you yeah.
0: friends with uh, our yeah. safety. We're the first undrafted um, safety belt to make the team. I've, I've been following a little bit about his story I, really fast. I love – this is what makes the NFL on cut down day last week so traumatic yeah. for most of us because yeah. we ultimately get whacked. Yeah. But for some of the special kids that have – had a tough journey
1: to end up on a team that's loaded at a, at a position group. Yeah, if you're talking about a kid that the top dog is really excited about or happy that he made this football team of this 53-man roster is uh, DeAnthony Bell. I mean, this kid, man, what he's gone through, uh, BK, I mean, he uh, obviously didn't play at the uh, big universities. Um, I think later on maybe he was offered a scholarship, but not really. I mean, this kid didn't have uh, he he and he he doesn't hide this. He he tells him his family didn't have a lot of money, uh, how he had to uh, take out loans uh, to uh, pay for his education and and play football and even took off a year or two uh, in order to uh, and then come back to play. But he uh, when you listen to him and he was so nervous uh, uh, the day before the fifty three. Man cut. Uh, he talked about how him and his mom pretty pretty much stayed up till one or two o'clock in the morning uh, praying and uh, hoping he made this team. And finally, when he got the news, it wasn't that he made the team. It wasn't Stefanski, it was uh, Andrew Barry who uh, uh, called him and, and told him that he had made the uh, roster. And this guy was just ecstatic. And when you look at it, BK, BK you know the odds were against him. Because uh, I think for the first time in a long time, uh, an undrafted player – has uh, pretty much made this uh, roster, but you have to be, It's a story for it's a guy. Good things. You, you have that's to be awesome happy for him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Super. Yeah. And, and for the yeah. team. Um, yeah.
0: Thankfully, me and you yeah. didn't uh, recommend him. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause yeah. He, well, he he it yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it would have gone the other way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It would have gone the other way. Yeah. You. I mean, that's a story I want to get into too, because someone told me that you were trying to get a hold of, obviously, you know, quarterbacks. Yeah. And when they wanted to take Baker, You had another quarterback in mind. Oh, oh, uh, well,
0: you know, the season's starting. (laughs) The season's starting here. I want to not have my phone be (laughs) ringing and all that stuff. Um, But in all seriousness, as you get older, as you get older and stuff, it gets harder to manage the phone, to manage phone calls. I'm massively positive. I want to be positive and uplifting the people and stuff. So I'm not looking to... You give shots and stuff, but man, it, it's getting hard. I mean, even like this weekend, like it's a if if you don't want to work for the Browns, yeah. have me recommend you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, have us recommend you. And I don't say that as a shot to anybody yeah. on the organization. Yeah. Just now, it's been like yeah. that since Carmen Paulson yeah. and the Learner family yeah. had only came back in '99. It's as older players to be able to get anybody a job, an internship. <laughs> In, in the in the organization, it's it's not happening, and it's, it's it's sad that people out the street actually get mad at us or me because they tickets think, or oh yeah they think yeah, you're able yeah, to just yeah, yeah. I want to be able to do that I want to be able to do that for you It's just doesn't it just doesn't uh, you know materialize like that and you know it's, and it's not a way to say that to deflect or get away from having uh and i love baker baker is a phenomenal quarterback and, and he was one of the better quarterback top quarterbacks in that draft but like we were joking me and wiz <laughs> were going back and forth you know wiz at the end of ozzy newsom at, well, the, end lamar, the, yeah, yeah, at yeah, the end yeah, of the at the end of the round yeah, he was realistic yeah. of what quarterbacks are going to be there he loved lamar and uh, you guys used to, everybody made fun of me for my bro crush on Josh Allen, you know, and we wouldn't have We wouldn't have it. We wouldn't have that. I thought you was crazy, you know. No, <laughs> oh, but I mean, even even then, you know, when, yeah. you, when you have a conviction, you know, whether it's not wanting all the way back, not wa- yeah. knowing that Tim Couch is a fantastic quarterback, but Tim Couch is going to get destroyed. Behind, because we are, just like we talk about Jacoby Brissett, we are victims or beneficiaries of the guys around us. Um, the expansion team in 1999, Tim Couch was an NFL top-tier quarterback, yet he and not picking on the team and the O-line and and the uh, not-good uh, um, system that he was getting uh, punished in, but it, it massively shortened, ruined his career for a guy that was really gifted, um, to, to have those opinions of that when, you know, we're trying to tell, uh, get a meeting with John Dorsey or Earth ownership during the draft to have that same conviction to know that, you know, and feelings towards Josh Allen, it's, it would have saved a lot of conversations for us this week. Well, it,
1: it, and the thing is, it's so frustrating. It's not like we don't know what we're talking about. It's not like we don't know uh, football but, uh, I don't well, know.
0: Well, you know, and it's it, not even about who knows yeah, right now. It's so just getting the best thing yeah, for our team. What's yeah, best for yeah. them? You know, being able to cause, give an opinion. Because we um, just
1: want the Browns to win. Well, we want them to win. We want them to do well. We want, to get, we want them to get to the Super Bowl. And not only get to the Super Bowl, but win a Super Bowl. Right. Speaking
2: yeah. of the Browns winning, you guys, let's wrap up full circle. Back to this game we have coming up with our You Matter segment. We have yeah. Dave yeah. devised us for Bernie, yeah. you matter. Well, that's on the you that's matter, your tagline here. On
0: the, on the you matter, I have a couple of different points on it. One of which is, um, unfortunately, they have a good corner coming back and J.C. Horn, mm-hmm. who could cover and, and, and go, add to their defense. I really love the Denzel Ward uh, matchup this week and how he's playing press coverage with Baker Mayfield trying to throw against him. I know Denzel's an all-pro, top-tier corner. Baker's gonna want to get some shots. We're a press coverage team. Um, I'm look. I love how Denzel plays. You know, three picks last year, ten interceptions. He's coming in or ten passes defense. He's coming into his own. Baker's gonna want to make those plays. So that 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 Denzel Baker matchup, and then the JOK JOK Kristen McCafferty, oh, is a big yeah, matchup. Yeah. Is a big matchup too. Um, from the serious side of it. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then, from the You Matter standpoint, probably not the most important thing because I think we've talked about some some important things with our Browns, but from the You Matter standpoint, for you young viewers and listeners out there, we have a guy who is a number one draft pick from... <laughs> southern miss hey
1: hey uh, hey
0: back in the day okay hey. and i think they're gonna get on a plane yeah. on friday and they're heading down to south florida they're gonna play they're gonna play the university of miami Hey, take so,
1: it easy on us please no, please so I take think it next, easy on us next
0: week when we have a little conversation yeah. i hope we're still loving on yeah. each other because top dogs alma mater is playing uh, my alma mater this week.
1: You would rub that one in. I know it. I know it was coming. See, now
0: that's why I talk smack to the <laughs> yeah, DB. Yeah, I mean, look just, at that lack of confidence. I know it. Okay? I mean, yeah, it's not when confidence. You see that in the DB <laughs> and you say, I'm going to throw a fade on you. You do. The next play, le- he's getting a fade with that confidence. I, I
1: would much rather you throw that fade on me than me, uh, that Southern Miss going down to play uh, the U. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I would much rather that happen. Uh, I you know? love
0: you, my man. <laughs> Can't wait to see what happens this week. It's gonna be good. Go Brownies! You matter. Boo! Boo!
2: The Bernie Kosar Show with Hanford Dixon. Good stuff, you guys. Just another reminder for the viewers to check us out on Twitter, and we'll be taking, you know, people's requests, the stories that they want to hear, and and doing the game breakdown. So thanks everybody for watching. Real quick, score prediction for the game.
0: I'm not a good on the score predictions, and I do want to be positive, and I. I I told myself on the way over, I'm not sure on these predictions and stuff, but absolutely, I absolutely am concerned this week. And I want to just say the Browns, um, typically I, I would be saying that even if I hadn't thought through this, but there is so much going on right now that this is i'm really concerned for this game right now and i don't want to see the season have a drama filled year but this 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 is an issue right now
1: i think the browns will win by 10 i mean i really do i think defensively i think we'll come and i think we'll show up really really big Uh, i think uh, we'll pick up our offense uh, help them out a little bit but i think uh, we're strong enough to uh, win this game and we'll win it by at least 10 points
0: i hope you're right i hope the game starts how the game starts and and how it it ends uh and we'll of course figure out how it ends up but how it starts our team does way better when we're in front so we don't have to throw the ball so they have to throw the ball we want to unleash our pass rush against baker we don't want him to be comfortable in terms of being able to run and throw when he wants to throw and then we want their defense to think we're running the ball and running the clock out. So our play action, our bootlegs, our naked-type games, we can get Jacoby outside the pocket. He's rushed for 13 TDs in his career. He can. He's a big guy moving out there. If we can get him outside the pocket with a lead, I think that puts more duress on the Panthers. Big dog, good show. Love you, brother. <laughs> Go Browns! All right.
2: All right, we'll see you next time.